Sunday pour. It is Monday night, championship Monday. We are sitting here right now. Uh, eight and change left in uh, the national title game. Gonzaga's season is on life support, to say the least. Baylor leading by 16, 75 to 59. Uh, Baylor just looking like grown men tonight. Uh, first of all, I can't believe you just stole Jim Nance's line. He just said that. The, that the perfect season was on life support about six seconds ago. <laughs> I muted the TV seven <laughs> seconds ago. Right. <laughs> uh, Shit. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, maybe Nance. I don't know. Nance didn't copy you. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. From the get-go, they look like grown men. They, they, from the first possession of the game, I mean, they were crashing the boards. And they had a first, I think they had offensive rebound the first possession of the game. Offensive rebound and uh, to start the second half too, and uh, yeah, from that from that get go, they did not look back. They've they looked every bit the part of uh, giant killer uh, from opening tip tonight. Yeah, I'm not even sure John Hamm could save this game right now. He did his best to pump us up at the beginning with the intro. Not even see him. Yeah, Ham had Ham had the intro. Yeah, it was on a green screen, but I saw. Uh, it, during, I saw the player introductions. So I must have just missed them. But uh, I think Cam was before that. He may have been okay. at the top of the hour, nine o'clock. Gonzaga coming out in the player introductions looked like they looked cocky as all fuck, and not in a good way. Like cocky, like they were trying on the championship hats in the locker room before the game. Uh, Kismet, Timmy, they just looked like they looked like it was their um, God-given. Right to to come in this game, they're going to win it. They're going to be on a float. There's going to be a parade tomorrow, whatever the fuck. They look they looked like they didn't even need to play this game. They looked like it was their birthright. Little so, overconfidence. Yeah, I, and I wish I didn't place it right away. I saw it and I was like, God, those are just cocky dickheads. And then it, then they came out and Baylor was on a mission, and those kids looked like deers and headlights. Deer and headlights, not deers. Deer and headlights. And deer, yeah, you can't. They, you don't pluralize. Don't throw the deer. Not, that's a big mistake. Big time mistake. Hack job yeah. right there by me. <laughs> and then they, they took the play. They, they came back a little bit. They chipped away. And all, all I was thinking about was the thing you always say is just get it within ten, which they that's exactly what they did again to the half. Yeah, you know, and they had a shot. You know, there was a. It was just a few minutes ago. Uh, there was the block on Timmy. I think it was. Or no, his kismet went up. He got swatted. They went the other way. Fast break, hit a three, and that put him back up. I don't know, sixteen maybe, seventeen. Yeah. And that that looked like it was about the ball game right there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like we 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 gave Gonzaga all the praise in the world the other night, and deservedly so. I mean, that was a tough UCLA team and tough game, and they stepped up for it. Tonight did not have it, and Mark Few and Gonzaga. Have to come back again next year. And nice You're calling it time of death. <laughs> um, I mean, it's for all intents and purposes it's over. It'll be a miracle if they came back at this point. Yeah, sixteen with about eight minutes left. We've seen crazier, but yeah, this, this game's probably over. Corey Kispert just looks like a guy. If you were going to build a Corey from scratch, that's what he would look like, headband and all. Yeah, for sure. And he's playing exactly like I would expect a Corey to play on the biggest stage. He's been exposed. I just saw Francesca tweet that, so I'm ripping off Francesca on that one. Wow. Timmy's been exposed a little bit. 
Um, he's a goof. He was doing the mustache thing when they were down like 15. Uh, Suggs is the only guy on this team with any stones. He's the only guy who yeah. touched it in terms of, uh, you know, NBA player playing at the next level. Um, yeah, Baylor, Baylor just looks faster, more athletic, tougher, stronger, you know, hitting the boards. It's uh, just dominating them at every, every aspect of the game. What uh, – is there a difference? I have something in my mind that's a difference. And, and it, happened, it, was, it was basically early but that uh, – but I put them up and gave, gave them the big lead. Is there a difference in the game, you think, a certain aspect that, makes, that made, the, made the difference in this one? Well, I would say the uh, offensive glass maybe. Yeah. I think the, de- the defense early was really good. And it is – contest- Baylor was contesting everything. Um, no easy shots. They were just swarming. And I think Grant Hill mentioned at some point they just – they help and they recover as, as quickly as anybody. And that, that early on they made all the difference. And there was no – and they didn't score. I mean, Gonzaga took six minutes to get a field goal, I think. Yeah, it's strange because in years past, Baylor has been known as a defensive team. Uh, Their one shortcoming was they couldn't score. Mm -hmm. And this Baylor team was a little bit different this year. This Baylor team could score and wasn't really known as much as a defensive team. And I don't know, they've kind of transformed, uh, at least tonight, for one night. And I guess in the Final Four, you know, game a couple uh, nights ago against Houston too, they've really turned it on defensively. And they've looked like, the old school Baylor team defensively, but mixed in with the new school team that could actually shoot lights out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the difference is they have guys, you know, Butler, Teague, and uh, the other kid, Mitchell, who may like be the you know coming out star in this tournament. They have guys who can create their own shots and make a sh- and make a jump shot. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga has one guy, it's Suggs. That's really yeah. it. Yeah, it's just it's just a a good team with one star, and well, I'm. You see what happens when you're you're up against competition like uh, like Baylor. So are they? Is this a Fugazi undefeated team then? Gonzaga. Yeah. Is it? Would it have been? Like I think it's all in the back of people's minds. Like they didn't get they didn't play Baylor early in the season because of COVID, situ you know because of a COVID situation. Oh, here here comes Gonzaga. Um, Pittsburgh. You know, so they, it it wasn't like the the wasn't like a regular season, obviously with everything. Would so I think it was in the back of everybody's mind. It's kind of coming into it. It's in the back of everybody's mind for everything. You know, whether it's the Dodgers, um, the Lakers, whoever the fuck won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's in the back of everybody's mind. You know, it's a real championship, not a real championship. I think NCAA did a pretty good job, though. There were long droughts. Um, We'll be talking about how Gonzaga kind of easy road to this, to this uh, crazy record. Well, I think yeah. I mean, that's the that's the story behind Gonzaga for years now. That they play a soft, not uh, soft conference schedule. You know, they schedule some tough games uh, out of the conference early, early on in the year. West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia teams like that, but. Uh, I mean, this is the, this is the story of Gonzaga. You, you want to see them battle tested. They they got. I mean, they got tested the other night and they came through against UCLA. This was a little bit of a different test. This was a serious haymaker. Baylor came out and threw right out of the gate. You know what I mean? It was sixteen to four before they could blink. And you know, I I can't say that they've had a glass jaw because they've responded at times and they've kept fighting. Sure. But I mean, they've had a hard time 
getting off the mat. Yeah, and this is a team, Baylor, obviously number two in the country. Uh, this is a team that it's not, it's not UCLA. I mean, UCLA, as good as they were, they're not in the class of Baylor, not yet. And, yeah, it's Gonzaga just looks kind of shocked a little bit. I mean, they, they have spurts. They hit a lot of free throws. They got to, they got to the rack a lot. Um, and they had moments. And there was, there was a time in the second half where I thought Suggs might like, kind of try and will it single-handedly. Uh, that and one dribble drive, the and one. Uh, oh, and now here they come. Yeah, he's trying. Oh, oh nope. That was a whistle. Uh, they called a uh, – I think he called a clear path foul. Intentional. Yep. That's going to be two yeah. shots in the ball. Well, maybe two yeah, in the all ball. Right, all right, well, we're not going to – let's not bury him yet. It's not one shining moment in time yet. It's not over. March Madness is known, and I'm, I'm talking about it like it's a post game, and it's. Uh... But look, well, we wouldn't have gotten on this. We wouldn't have hit record if we didn't think that it was, you know, most likely over. And worst case scenario, if it's not over, we get to kind of watch it live and react live, which is pretty yeah, cool. little radio play by play. Suggs yeah. has missed a couple big free throws, or just two idiots going bananas. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And all, and all you need to know, we, you, you think uh, – you heard Grant Hill talk about how uh, Duke came out flat after the Leitner game? Yeah, yep. This is a similar thing. Gonzaga came out a little flat. Uh, I guess. I'm over. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that they would come in hyped up. You know what I mean? That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I really did. I don't know why you would come out flat. It doesn't make much sense to me. Like, Bill, we've, we've been waiting for this game all season. Why, you know, why wouldn't Gonzaga be waiting for this game, too? I mean, this is a team that you want to beat. If you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. That's, uh, that's the old saying, right? They um, feel a little bit maybe invincible after the way they won the other night? I think, I think I'm telling you, man, when they came out to, you know, for the player introductions, that's what it kind of felt like, that they just had to, they just had to show up, and it was, uh, it was theirs. The banner was theirs, the race. Yeah. I mean, that's all we've been talking about. I, I didn't about see for, the intro, so I don't know. <laughs> that's all we've been talking about for two days is, is Gonzaga's incredible win, Suggs' incredible play, the block, the pass. That's all anybody's been talking about. Nobody's talking about Baylor. Nobody's talking about that Baylor-Houston game. It was such a blowout. Uh, no, nobody's really talked about Baylor at all. So Baylor came in with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, probably. Probably. This is the third Gonzaga guy who's, I think, injured on the night. Ajayi, whatever. Yeah, what's his name? Kismet with the shoulder. Kisper with the shoulder, and Timmy was getting stretched out. I think this is, is – I said all year, you, just, you had to punch Gonzaga in the mouth. Yeah, now they're – And UCLA didn't do that. I mean, UCLA didn't really have the horses to be able to do that. But Baylor, that's exactly what they've done, man. Just too physical. They're just, they're just smacking yeah. this team around. Absolutely, yeah. They are. I mean, there are some times where they're looking for calls, Gonzaga, that they're not getting them, and Baylor's running back. They're already halfway down the court, ready to score again. There's a couple of times they're looking at the refs instead of getting back on D. Do you think behind behind closed doors, like Baylor, just really talking themselves into hating Gonzaga, like this, this bitch ass team? I would not be surprised at all. Was, yeah, they're I'm playing sure. like that. I am sure. Yeah, they're playing like they hate Gonzaga. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there were, yeah, there was uh, coming out of a timeout, I think, in the second half, Gonzaga was down 
I don't know, maybe 11 and uh, Baylor ball. And they, and they designed something that it was like an alley-oop and it was a mm-hmm. vicious dunk. And you know, you know, it's just an F you come out of the timeout being like, we're going to get, we're going to start up right where we left off. You can call a timeout, you know, or you, we can get ball stop, which is all you want. You can get, you know, I mean, that was their timeout, but you know, you, you can try, but we're still going to come out and, and knock you around. You know what I mean? There's no rest. There's no, you're not getting off. You're not getting anything easy. You're not getting off easy at all. Yeah, it was off. It was off a, a, a little spurt by Gonzaga too. They, they yeah. cut it to 11 and then out of the timeout, the alley Right, right, right. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's a great call. I'm sure that there's some, I don't know if they picked out like some uh, quotes from Gonzaga. I don't know what they've been saying, but I'm sure there's some bulletin board material, whether real or made up. Keep chucking, boys. Keep chucking. Yeah, I, I fell into the trap the other night. I thought, uh, and I'm always leery about teams that have a more, I said it, I said it about, what was it, when we did the Yankee podcast about how when they have a big walk-off win, mm-hmm. they'll come out the next night and lose 7-2. to two. Yeah. I, I fell into the trap of emotional win and kind of like not falling in love with the team, but just like, okay, they finally showed me something. Now they're going to, you know, come through and finally get over the mountain, you know, get on top of the mountain. I mean, game, uh, game like that, chasing history, never having won before, you know, Mark Few's history in the tournament. Yeah, that just feels like things are breaking their way. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, part of it is also, you know, you talk about Gonzaga's history not being able to get over the hump. Baylor, too. I mean, something had to give. I mean, that was part of it. I, I really – like, coming into the tournament, the reason uh, I thought it was so wide open was because the two obvious best teams, which is what we ended up with, were teams that you just never expected to win. <laughs> and so, so it turned out not to be as wide open, but it was more because of just, like, stubbornness, not wanting to believe that these teams were good, mm-hmm. more so than it actually being wide open. <laughs> Would you say that I think Gonzaga's misfortunes are a little more mainstream than Baylor's? Yeah, Baylor's are more recent. Gonzaga's been going on 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Baylor just kind of became – Baylor was for a while – they were – since Scott – well, Scott Drew's been there 18 years now, so it's been a while. Yeah. But Baylor was always like a four, five seed team. They like kind of fell into the category of like Purdue, Iowa. They would be a four seed, five seed, and they get tripped up. It wasn't until maybe the last three years where they became this ju- – like last year they were going to be a one seed too. They were really good last year, and then obviously mm-hmm. we know what happened with COVID. Yep. Uh, and then the year before, I think they were maybe a pretty high seed, and I forget exactly what happened. So, yeah, with them it was – I guess it was kind of being in denial that Baylor was finally this big-time team. Gonzaga, it's been a while now. It's been the same old story with them. They play the week's conference schedule. They're a one or two seed. And then they get tripped up. This is obviously the second time they've been to the Final Four. It looks like they're going to go to zero and two in the national, you know, title games with the loss to UNC a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gonzaga, it's a tough one, man. I mean, it just feel. I said it in 2017. Like in, in 2017, when they lost, it just, I was just like, feels like they're never going to win now. Like if, if this wasn't their year, it felt like their year in 2017, and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you not say that now after this year? Like it, this with this team, it felt. It felt like – not only did it feel like their year, it felt like their year up until 48 hours ago. And then it just 
And then Baylor just came out and just started throwing right hands. And uh, Gonzaga just wasn't – It was Gonzaga needed like a mulligan after those, after those first <laughs> yeah. five, six minutes. Because yeah. they haven't – I mean, they, they've played basically even with them since then. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, those first four or five minutes count, and they went down double digits instantly. Yeah, they said it when they cut it to nine before earlier in the half. Mm-hmm. Nance was like, "This is the first time it's been single digits since thirteen to four. Yeah. So they, I mean, they've been playing basically even when it's been like a fifteen to sixteen, seventeen point game for most of the game. It's just that those first five minutes, it felt like Baylor. And it, it's very rare in basketball, but it felt like they actually won the game in those first five minutes. You don't really see that too often in basketball. Usually it's a game of runs, especially in college. You see teams jump out like 10 points all the time. Mm-hmm. Then before you know it, they're losing. So, uh, But they may have actually won this game those first, those first few minutes. Yeah, just gave them the cushion they needed to, uh, to kind of let – I mean, not let Gonzaga back in, but kind of toy, not kind of toy with Gonzaga as the game went on. I mean, there was no uh, – I mean, there's – you know, Hindsight, looking at it, there's just no way Gonzaga is going to come back from that. I mean, they are evenly matched enough where Baylor can just kind of play head-to-head with them and not worry about them going on a, a gigantic run like they did to start the game. And they did, I mean, they did fight back. They were, they were in it. I mean, when it's t- 10 at the half, that's, you know, you basically restarted. They came out in the second half a little bit better. But Baylor came out on a mission in the second half, too. They didn't slow down at all. They didn't rest on their laurels. They didn't come out thinking that, you know, we smoked them the first half. No, they said this is a, this is a 40-minute game. We're going to come out. We're going we're gonna to keep drilling them down and just keep hitting and punching until it's over until they're bloody and they're all limping off the court, which is what's happening right now. Yeah, I wouldn't say glass jaw because they have four. They have four. No, 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 just no. Just, like, overmatched. Yeah. No, no, not a glass jaw at all. No, they, they did, uh, they did hang, hang around as best as anybody could. So. Grown men. They ran into grown men. Yeah, yeah. And part and part of it is the scene. You know, Baylor does have. Uh, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're mostly juniors and seniors. I think these guys. And you know, Gonzaga Suggs, who I mean, he's their best player by a mile. He's a freshman. He's good. Uh, Timmy is a sophomore. Yeah, Suggs is gone. He's the yeah. top five pick. Yeah. They go if anything with this tournament, no, chance. no chance of coming back. Zero shot. Yeah. Okay. Zero shot. He's a lottery pick. He's top yeah. five easy. Okay. He's he's probably. I mean, who the hell knows how it's going to fall? But I would say he's probably number two behind Cunningham. All right. Uh, behind then the kid from USC, and then I, I don't know after that. Uh, but yeah, Suggs, Suggs is a stud. I would def watching Suggs in this tournament. I would definitely take my chances with uh, Suggs in the NBA. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, looked great. Really did. Looked apart. Um, and he definitely carried this team uh, throughout the tournament. And, and what I like about him is very easy in this game to kind of put your head between your, your tail between your legs and sulk and say, fuck it, I'm going to the NBA. This is it. I'm not going to. But no, he's, he's stuck in there. He has stuck in there until, you know, here we are, 220 left. No, he and, definitely uh, wanted it. Yeah, so I got a lot of respect. We talk about the intangibles a lot and not knowing what these kids are made of. And that's that 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 shows you something, you know? Yeah. It really does. So yeah, he'll be he'll be fine in the next level. Um uh, Baylor's starting to celebrate here. Yeah, this is uh 
just about this is just about it. Baylor up 19 with two minutes left, 84-65. That's uh, calling it calling it a season. Wow, another season in the books. Yes, sir. And I got to say, man, I mean, uh, great job by the NCAA. Good season, great, great tournament. I don't know if it was great because of that game or that was like we'll put it over the top. But that's yeah, they needed that game. There was a lot of bad games. They needed that game. There was yeah, though the yeah, the second weekend wasn't great. I was that was when there was a lot of lopsided games, right? Yeah, I feel like the first Sweet sixteen weekend, was, Sweet Sixteen wasn't great. Sweet sixteen was horrendous. Yeah. The 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 uh the first two weekend, the first weekend is always great, no matter what. I mean, you have four or five games on at a time. As long as you catch like one or two good ones, it's fine. You catch a couple, like an overtime game, maybe a buzzer beater, that's fine. Uh, when you when you go on, sometimes Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, the tournament kind of gets exposed a little bit. The casual eyeballs kind of wander away mm. from the screen. Um, but the, the final, I mean, the final four game is why you, is why you, you know, watch all those shit games yeah. throughout the tournament. because you're chasing. I mean, I've, I've been chasing that game for 30-something years, watching college <laughs> basketball. That was, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's, uh, it's, well, here's the thing. I, this might be hyperbolic, but, like, I, I think it's the best college basketball game. I think it's the best one I've ever seen. Now, this is the follow-up. This is a question now. Does that game get lost a little bit because Gonzaga put up kind of a – I don't want to call it a dud because they did fight, but, you know, they're, they're going to lose this game by 20 points. Well – Does it get lost a little bit late? And they, go on, they go on to the Final Four and they, go, and they repeat. No, I don't think it gets lost. You know, because classic games in the NCAA tournament tend to stand alone even if the teams don't go on to win. I mean, there's great games – but, you know, from teams in the past that didn't go on to win a championship that still live on. And, I mean, we talk, we, I mean, there's like the Tyus Edney game and there's uh, the. Uh, they, won, they, they won, they won it all. They won that year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then, well, then, then, and then the following year, there was the, um, who they lose to, uh, Princeton in the first round. And that Princeton game lives on. That's a great game. I mean, it's an upset. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, it's my first fucking game I mentioned was, it was a game that they went on to win the whole fucking thing. Um, well, I'll, the, the only comparison I have to it, and it's tough to compare that game to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a great game that I feel like kind of doesn't get talked about enough, and it's fairly recent. Wisconsin, Kentucky, 2015. Like Kentucky was going for the perfect season. Mm-hmm. So same exact scenario as Gonzaga. Perfect season. I think I watched was, this game. I think I watched that game with you. Did did we? I actually went back and watched highlights today of it. That was a great back and forth game, and I feel like that. And I feel like because Wisconsin went on and lost to Duke, that that game doesn't get kind of treat. By the way, watching like with a, in a full house was like bizarre. <laughs> From back in twenty fifteen, like watching the, with fans and stuff, it, it made me actually realize what we were missing oh, the yeah. other night. Yeah, and um, I, I didn't. You know what? I didn't even think about it once though during that during that game. It really didn't. I mean, there's a lot of times in the past year where I've wondered about what fans would have been like watching that game. It did not even occur to me. And there's fans there. You know, it's not like it's an empty gym. But uh, only a 16-point loss, not a 20-point loss. Um, (laughs) For the record books there. 
But I didn't, yeah, I haven't thought. But yeah, I could see going back and watching just fans like looming over the entire court. I guess. And it was, it was Kentucky. So it was like, you know, yeah. Packed with Kentucky fans, two big schools, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, Oh, the fans are storming the uh, field there in Waco. That's like Waco, Carl, Texas. That's like Carl Anthony Towns, like that team. Oh yeah, Towns. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kid Gilchrist. Right, Kid Gilchrist right. maybe on the Anthony Davis team. I don't remember exactly. Uh, yeah, he might, Towns is the uh, Towns was the guy though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think uh, that was a Hotchkiss game. I think was it? Okay, I think so. Yeah, and I just feel like that game kind of gets lost, though, because of what Wisconsin followed up against Duke. Everyone remembers that year for the Grayson Allen year. He came in the second half of that game, the title game. I don't think Kentucky-Wisconsin uh, gets talked about enough. That wasn't um, that wasn't the Butler year. Butler-Duke? No, it's Wisconsin-Duke. What? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting my – what year was Butler-Duke? That was 2010. Oh my god! Butler Duke was that was eleven years. <laughs> Where did I watch that game? <laughs> that's a that's not a good question. Gordon, that was Gordon Hayward at the buzzer, buzzer half court. Yeah. Oh yeah, remember that Halfway game? Halfway down. I remember that game. Yeah, that was a classic. Well, that was a title game, though. Yeah, more remembered for one shot. If I remember, it was kind of ugly, though. I don't know. I feel like that, that Wisconsin-Kentucky game should be remembered, though. I remember it. Yeah, but not – like, we're old. Like, like I, That's up to, like, the next generation. Like, that should be, like, amongst, like, their games. Like, we have our games from our childhood and that, you know, the generations that are following. Like, this is – those are their first uh, exposure to the tournament. And, like, that should be – those should be the ones that they hold near and dear to their hearts. We've experienced this time and time again. I could see like how it kind of blends together for the seasoned fan, but for you know for the next generation, it's up to them to carry those games on. Yeah, I can't remember one from my childhood that was that good though. Like I'm too young for Leitner. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one. I have watched that game, like just. On ESPN Classic, whatever, and it's like Jamal Mashburn fouls out, and he's on the bench, and I mean, it's just, yeah, it was it was contested, tight tight game, contested right down to the wire. Oh, double overtime. With the OT, I think it was a single overtime. Single. Yeah, yeah, one hundred four, one hundred three. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we know about these games. Like, there's, see, I like, go in recent memory. It's this right. It's this game, and it's. UNC Nova, right? I mean, those are the two games that you're going to talk about. Like, that, that, if that, at least in recent memory, the two best games that you could probably mention are those two, right? The UCLA, UCLA Gonzaga, and UNC Nova. I'm, I would throw Kentucky Wisconsin in there. Okay. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know how highly regarded that game is. I don't hear it talked about as much. I think it's Wisconsin's fault. Wisconsin, I mean, they are a big school, but they're not a big-time college basketball. Like, it's not one of the teams you think about. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're like a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team that they're a 4-5 seed. I mean, they have a year or two where they're a two-seed. No mistake. I think they were actually – no, they don't. Wisconsin's a team that you never feel like – 
That, if they weren't going to win that year, they weren't going to win it. Right, right. That's Wisconsin. Mm. Mm. Uh, but I don't think it goes – no, I think to go back to the main – where we started with this, I don't think it gets lost. It was, it was that good. I mean, they were neck and neck the entire way. And the way it ended – and, you know, it kind of depends on what Suggs does in his career. kind of depends. Maybe if UCLA um, comes back next year and does something special. Yeah. It also, you know, consider the aftermath. So it's, 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 I don't think we'll lose it, but it also has potential. It's not going to be able, it's not going to be able to surpass. It's, it's got to go a notch below the Leitner game. I feel like, even though that was an elite eight game, I think it's got to go a notch below because of what happened tonight. Okay. Historically, I, I don't think the Leitner game would be as highly regarded if they had, if they had lost to Kansas in the Final Four. Okay, that's fair. It's two Kentucky, it's two big teams. Mm-hmm. But I just think the fact that they were going for the repeat and then they finished the job off. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. It's a, it's, a, it's a great hypothetical. I have no answer for that. It's a great hypothetical. Do we still talk about that they lose or they lose, they lose to uh, – they play Michigan in the finals? No, uh, they play Michigan. Duke? Yeah. Duke beat beat the Fab Five, but not that year. I think uh, when they were trying to repeat, I think that was the year they beat Michigan. It was? Okay. All right. I don't know if it was in the finals, though. If it was Kentucky. Well, Michigan lost to North North Carolina in 93, right? That was their second year. So they had to lose to Duke in 92. Oh, tough. ACC got them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Eric Montrose got him. Yes. Wait, did, Mi- oh, did, did Michigan go to back-to-back title games? Is that true? Maybe not. I thought – They were definitely in back-to-back final fours. There's one – I thought Duke smoked Michigan in the tournament, though. I don't remember. It must have been that, fir- it must have been that first year, though. It was. They beat him in the title game, 71-51. Smoked them. Yep. Wow, so Michigan went to back-to-back final uh, – Back-to-back Back-to-back finals. finals. And the second one against Carolina was the Weber timeout. Yeah, yeah. Another, cl- another classic. Yeah. <laughs> Unforgettable. So, yeah, I think it, de- it depends. Like, let's see what – I mean, we'll remember it. Obviously, we're going to – this will be what we talk about next year. It's going to be on the highlight reel forever for this tournament. I'm just going to make a big appearance in one training moment coming up. Sure. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, if, let's see what happens down the road with the, with the people involved. And it could be – I mean, like, the Jordan shot is only well-known because the Jordan shot. First of all, there was, like, 20 seconds left in the game. And there was another big play that happened after it. Nobody ever fucking talks about it. The I James think. Worthy steal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not like it's, it's, not like it's a nobody. It's James Worthy. But yeah. people only talk about that because of Jordan, you know. I mean, if that was – if Sam Perkins hit that shot, we're never talking about it again, basically. Probably not. Yeah, it. probably. Not. That was a title game, though. It's tough because you don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of, um, a lot of other situations that mirror this, where a final, a, a historic Final Four game, that's followed up. Well, I mean, I guess you could use maybe an NFL example, like, um, like Elway, right? He had those uh, big wins against the Browns, the drive, the fumble. Yeah. People remember yep. those, but then 
you know, they would end up getting smoked in the Super Bowl against whoever they played, the Niners or the Redskins. Yeah, but the drive was his claim to fame for the longest time. I mean, they had a fucking nickname, and they didn't go on to win the championship. So Yeah. It's just, I don't know, something about Gonzaga, like the perfect season, mm. the yeah. not being able to finish it off. I think that game, I think it was a great, I just call it the best college basketball game I think I've ever watched. And yeah. I've been watching it in college for a while. I just feel like historically, it gets it, like a peg, a, a sliver it gets knocked down. I don't want, I don't want to like, you know, go over, you know, overboard and say uh, the game means nothing now. Of course, that was great. I just think it gets knocked down a sliver because of tonight. How how much of a greatness like is weighted because it was a Final Four game? Oh, big! That's that's big a big time, big time, yeah. Okay. And it's two big pro UCLA, like the the you know the basketball school, yep. The basketball school, co- you know, college basketball royalty mm-hmm. against Gonzaga, who is like the. You know, say what you want about them. They've probably been, like, the best college basketball team consistently in the past, like, decade. Yeah, you know, even though they're doing it on a, in a weaker conference. Uh, you know, kind of like the new school versus the old school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Throwing mm-hmm. the facts, 14-point underdog. The, the roles were kind of reversed with David and Goliath. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like a perfect storm, I felt. Like, that's what made it mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You don't put it in the same – okay, well, no, not, now you don't put it in the same breath. But, I mean, when you talk about the greatest ones you've seen, other than UNC, I mean, you're, you're – just saying greatest games, not greatest tournament games. I mean, it's like the um, – I don't know, like the six-overtime game, which was like a second round of a Big East tournament. Yeah. I, I can only compare it to other tournament games because okay. the con- the conference – the Syracuse-UConn, both teams were tournament teams. It, yeah. You got to have the do or die factor in college. I feel like that's why I feel like you can only talk about NCAA tournament games when it comes to greatest games ever. I don't think, well, let's be honest, like the, 95% of people who are watching the tournament, that's the only games they're watching all year. Yeah. Most people are not watching regular season games. So I, I feel like if you're talking about greatest games ever, they have to be NCAA tournament games. There's one. I'm sure there's a few exceptions to the rule um, we could think of. Duke but Carolina, I mean, with, and, Duke Carolina with Jeff Capel. Right. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those. Yeah. Kind of I games, mean, you're, yeah. You, yeah. You see games all the time on like ESPN Classic of random regular season games. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about like historically the best games, I mean, ninety-five percent of them are going to be tournament games. Yeah. Yeah. The one and the one and done. The, the Win or go home is uh, what separates this tournament from everything else. It's what makes this tournament great. Everything's a game seven. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yep. You know, I was trying to compare it to like sporting events in the past, like on a, you know, different sports. You know, you have the Warriors Cavs game seven from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Then I was thinking about like the Ray Allen shot, which was yeah. huge, but they had to play the next night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's a little bit different. That is what separates college basketball, uh, at least the postseason, from all the other sports. Is it's do or die. I mean, I guess yeah. you could point at the NFL being do or die, but you know, college basketball, it's, there's no safety net. No yeah. one, no one wants to watch a seven game series of um, Gonzaga UCLA. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no I, I, me, I love college basketball. I don't want to watch Gonzaga UCLA in a seven game series. <laughs> You know, but for one night, 
for one night to actually, you know, believe, you know, believe that UCLA could pull off an upset as a 14-and-a-half-point dog, like, I'm all in. And then you get, what you get is the other night, a special moment, special game. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, oh, the, and all, the confetti has been released. And all ruined by the Baylor Bears. The Gonzaga <laughs> legacy Bears. is shot to hell. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that Gonzaga lost. I was rooting against them from the second they came out. Man, I'm telling you. Like, I kind of <laughs> – if, if I were to bet in the game, I think I would have gone Gonzaga. Yeah, um, I would have went Gonzaga. I talked myself into Gonzaga. But uh, as, soon as, as soon as I saw them coming out, I was like, no, nah, fuck this team. Like, I don't want to be rooting for this team in any way, shape, or form. And then they came out and got smacked in the mouth. And they just said, first wire-to-wire champion since UConn in 2014. Is that, is that uh, Baylor? Yeah, wire to wire in the championship game. Oh, in the championship game. Okay, right, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. So they never trailed. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I got to be honest. Baylor basically did what Gonzaga usually does. To teams Gonzaga usually comes out really fast, and they try and they try and lay uh, you know that haymaker on you instantly, which is what you saw Gonzaga do to you know USC and. Uh, Whoever else they play, who else they play? Missouri, now Oklahoma, Creighton, teams like that. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like the bull, the bully was bullied tonight. Yeah, Baylor Her- went. Uh, they went Ralphie on. <laughs> they turned. They turned the tables, man. Beat them in their own game. I think they did. Uh, they they bullied the bully. I think Nance mentioned that um, they were only they went down double digits early, and I think Nance said that was only the fourth time all season they were down double digits. <laughs> Just it doesn't inc- surprise me. No, yeah, it's incredible, incredible. Um, yeah, and say and Suggs, like I'm just going through like what I had wrote down, wrote down a couple notes. Like Suggs didn't score until 6:47 left in the half. First half. Yeah, in the first half, two hit a couple free throws. They took a while. They took too long to get going. Oh yeah, eight turnovers, thirteen points off turnovers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, Baylor was. They had. Uh, but I mean, they they were sticking their hands in everywhere, man. Deflections. Yep. Nothing was easy. They were making Gonzaga earn everything. Game looked a little too fast at times for a couple of those guys on Gonzaga because there's a couple times they were dribbling on the court and they was lose control of the ball like untouched. Um, it was Kit. Kismet did it, and um, Timmy. Timmy. Um, yeah, Timmy did it, not Kismet. And then there was another kid, uh, the other guard, not Suggs. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, Ajahi or something. Number one. Yeah, there's a backup number three. I think his name. Yeah, he's number three. Right. Yeah, he came in when Suggs uh, had a little foul trouble early. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, the game was the game was definitely too fast for Kispert and Timmy. Oh yeah. It was way yeah, too fast, way too, and way too physical. If if who are most of those kids coming back? Um, Kispert's a senior, so I think he no. may end up being like a late first round pick. Okay, Ugh. okay. Yeah, not I don't the, know. Not the Nets, I hope. Ah, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I saw him in a couple mock drafts going late first round. That's Timmy crazy. is a sophomore. I have no idea about his uh, draft status if he's a pro or not. I mean, I wouldn't touch him. No. And obviously, no. Suggs is gone. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, they'll be back again. They won't be the dominant team that they were this year. I don't know if the recruiting class. Well, so, I, who knows? They're, I mean, they always have a good recruiting class, so I wouldn't put it past them to be a, a one seed again next year. We'll see. It's going to be uh, the, the long road, the long journey back starts tonight. Trey, back to the back to the gym tomorrow. Back to the weight room. That's it. Can't get muscled around next year. No, oh, no, that's it, man. Well, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty great sports night, to be honest with you. I mean, we had Yanks, Nets, Knicks, Mets uh, finally getting to play. Um, Fortunately sure. for them, yeah. Yeah, well, same old story for the Mets is DeGrom looks great. Bullpen blows it. Uh, Yanks. <laughs> Doing what the Yanks do, get fat off the Orioles, which is good to see. Now I know this is this is the Yankees team expected because they just they beat up on the fucking Orioles. And they, if they scored if they scored one run tonight, we would have started panicking. Yeah, yeah, but but Stan hit a grand slam. Judge hit a home run. Uh, Montgomery looked pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Montgomery looked nice. Good yeah. to see. Nets beat the Knicks. Um, no Harden, obviously no Durant, no Griffin, uh, no. Well, I mean, it was close. I was going to say no problem, but it was close. Kyrie had 40, and uh, they took care of the Knicks. Um, and then this game, it was uh, – I can't remember. I mean, it's been a while, and it's been far few between a, a, a night like this where there's just games all over that was – I was uh, – Yeah, it, it, in years past, I think the NBA usually uh, has gone dark on um, – Championship oh. Monday, but I think because of COVID, probably they just trying to get these games in. Got it. But I'm yeah. pretty sure in years past they they haven't had any games on Monday. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe. And it used that, to be back in the day. It used to be a great day. It used to be opening day for baseball on this Monday. Then they changed that up. You used to have the Sunday night opener, mm-hmm. and then Monday would be you know all the one o'clock games on Championship Monday. Yeah, they brought it back. Uh, brought it back a half a week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they changed. They started on a Thursday now for some reason. Well, okay, whatever. I think it's just a kind of. I think it's a way of hoping that the season doesn't go too late, and that way you have time for makeups and stuff. Because the same length of season, right? Still one sixty-two, yeah. but I think they want times for makeup, time for makeups, and uh, less doubleheaders and shit like that. Well, jokes on them because Mets and Nationals got canceled for the entire fucking weekend. So. Bunch of double headers coming up. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I brought this up on the show or it could be like the the seventh time I'm bringing it up on the show. Mm-hmm. But we talk about all these athletes, right? They're always you know pampered, spoiled, all the advantages. Yep. Like how are these guys not all vaccinated? Like how did they not all get an advantage? You know the advantage of just getting vaccinated back in like February before spring training. And that's something that we as like the casual average Joe fan would have had no problem. Like yes, they could t- they could have my vaccine yeah. just so I, just so we don't have any stoppages. Like there, they could. They, I have no problem with that preferential treatment. And the Nationals somehow are like half the team. I don't even know the story because I didn't look into it because it's the Mets. I didn't give a shit. What is it? The, <laughs> the, the Nationals they have a few COVID guys. Is that what happened? I I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't even, I think I don't know if they if they uh, tested positive or if it was contact. I have no idea. No clue. No clue. And they might play tomorrow. That's like the that's like the new thing. Like they might stand by. They might play tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Yeah, yeah, check. Make sure to set your fantasy lineup. Just you in know? case. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think they're supposed to be playing tomorrow, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. But don't they have the alternate site guys just for this whole fucking reason? Isn't the whole idea of having that second site so you can bring up guys when – or yeah. they're trying to avoid like some – Yeah, I'm sure they're – yeah, it's – if it was Goodell, he'd say, fuck it. You just go out there with your minor league team and play. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There doesn't need to be a real baseball player. Just bring anybody in. Right, just put someone in the uniform, and we, oh, we, we want something in the in the win loss column. Who? Geez, who? This is a trivia question. Who was the quarterback for the for the Broncos? That was that was not a quarterback. Uh, Reynolds, Keenan Reynolds. Doesn't, doesn't sound right, but I have no idea. I went with my first. You could have said anything. You, got, you, <laughs> you could have said anything. And it wouldn't have sounded right, but even his name probably doesn't sound right. Let's yeah, see if a, we can go back. Remember what week that was? I'm sure if you just do Broncos quarterback uh, wide receiver or something, it'll come up. Oh, Hinton was his last name. Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Keenan, oh, Keenan Reynolds. I think that was a quarterback on Navy back in the day. <laughs> I got Of course. Of course. Keenan Reynolds, <laughs> wide receiver. He's a free agent right now. He played college football for Navy as a quarterback. Is it, is you, close, you, close enough. You botched, you botched the actual question, and then actually your botch was ridiculously impressive that it was a Navy quarterback. So, Navy quarterback. Well, similar. I mean, that's he, that, the Denver's quarterback did play like a uh, – Navy quarterback that day. Fair, he yeah. threw five passes. He was running the Navy offense. <laughs> the amount of turnovers too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you should. They should have had him come in. And just uh, I get pitch a few innings. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Why not? And I feel like the Nationals had some COVID guys last year at the beginning of the season. Didn't Soto test positive? Soto had it. Missed it. Missed opening day. Soto. The it's opening day in August. What the hell's going on in Washington? I don't know. They don't know the hell. They don't know the hell they're doing. Can't get their shit together. Texas has full stadiums. No one's testing positive. Did you see that today? That was fucking talk about bizarre. I just saw like a highlight. I wasn't even watching the game. Just watching a highlight with a full crowd was fucking so strange. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see any clips. I heard that they were full capacity. I knew they're yeah, opening day, I knew they were doing full capacity. But uh, yeah, is it? It's not even cool because it's the fucking Rangers. Yeah, it was weird more than it was cool. There was nothing really that cool. But I mean, they have a new ballpark and all. Uh, but yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was really strange. It was almost like I felt like I was watching when I saw the. It was like a little clip on Twitter. One highlight: someone hit one to the wall or something. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like the fans. Uh, what they do, the virtual fans last year? Yeah. I yeah. felt like I was watching that because I haven't seen a full ballpark in two years. <laughs> the virtual fans, I never want to see again. That was atrocious. It's, it's, I felt like I was watching the virtual fans. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's how, like, conditioned my brain is to see, like, 10% capacity in these places. The, the, with, with the Yankees games, though, it doesn't seem that much different because it's just uh, – the the seats behind home plate are still 
relatively empty, which they usually are anyway. So it kind of feels the same. It kind of feels like a regular season game at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean, early, early week games against Baltimore in April, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be drawing that many people anyway. It'd be more than this, but it wouldn't be yeah. that much more. Yeah. I was actually looking at tickets for, like, this series. You could have got in for pretty cheap. Yeah, like how like as cheap as regular, like fourteen bucks, something like that. Yeah, about that. Maybe like maybe before fees and shit, so you end up having yeah. to pay like twenty something, thirty yeah. maybe. That's still pretty good. But then I saw like the series once starts warming up, like May mm-hmm. Friday night game. You're paying uh, you're paying a hefty price once the weather starts warming up. And- oh yeah, Saturday day game. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, unless they unless they start, uh, you know, letting more fans in, it's going to be an expensive ticket. Unless you unless you go, the best bet might be going to like a Tuesday Wednesday night game, mm-hmm. taking a day off or something. And if because the, the weekend games are going to be a lot. Yeah, I'm just sure it's not every weekend they're home, so it's going to be yeah, um, tough. Ticket. Oh, I haven't heard anything. I wonder if they if any they've had any problems with people uh, trying to get in. Because you need like your vaccine card or you need your uh, negative COVID test. And I feel like even though it's, what is it, 25%, 20% capacity? It's 20, yeah. I think it's 20. So that's how many? Like 10,000 people maybe? I feel like people are really dumb and you're asking a lot of people to, really, to all be able to follow those rules. Yeah, presenting a COVID test, Yeah. Like the vaccine thing is probably easy. I don't know what you get. I mean, get. if you present, if you present, you get a card. You do, you know, okay. A physical yep. card, yeah. Yeah. And here's a question. <clears throat> how? I know. I think we've asked. I think I've asked this before, but I have no idea what the answer is. How long is the vac? When's the next time I get a vaccine? A year. I get a. Sh- I get two shots now. A year from now, I got to get two more. Oh, I'm, I would say definitely. You're gonna. Ha- there's gonna be something like better that comes along. It's going to be like you're going to feel comfortable with your vaccine for like a couple months, and then something's going to come out. It's going to be like, oh, by the way, that vaccine was shit because there's, <laughs> there's a new strain somewhere that doesn't protect, so you, you're going to have to gear up for the, for the you know, second vaccine. Oh, there's already a new – there's already a Brazil strain or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. It's, yeah, it's no good. It's all, it's all bad news. <laughs> So uh, get the first vaccine and then stand by for uh, – they're, they're already working on the, the next one, I'm sure. Oh, you talk about, you talk about not – yeah, on the next virus. On, <laughs> working on the next virus in some lab somewhere. Yeah, right. The <laughs> next virus and next vaccine. You, you talk about not same, carrying – Same fucking people too, probably. <laughs> you talked about not knowing the, uh, what the fuck was going on with the Nationals. You heard like the Canucks have uh, – like their whole team has it or something? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, a bunch of guys. Somewhere in rough shape, they said. Really? That's why I don't know how bad all what that means. It could have just been like, you know, a couple of guys are in bed. I have no idea. Rough shape. I mean, I got, I've been sick. Yeah, the hockey guys. Yeah, it can't be in rough shape. You're a hockey player. Yeah, and I feel like hockey guys probably haven't been the best at uh, like social distancing and all that. I, I don't feel, I don't look at hockey guys as the type of guys who take in. It's probably all athletes, really. So, if I'm being serious, if I was like a pro athlete at the height of my powers, like 25 years old, great shape, mm-hmm. unless it was the playoffs, I probably wouldn't be all that cautious. I mean, not going, I'm not going like out, out, out. 
I don't think, but I mean, you're no, busy. but I'm hanging out with, I'm hanging out with like everyone on the team and shit. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Bars and stuff. No, you don't even have to do that shit if you're a pro athlete. So it's a matter. Yeah. I mean, you travel in your own little bubble, your private jets. It's not like you're going through uh, customs and shit like that. Not customs, but you're not going through, uh, you know, the airport. Yeah. And most places there aren't even really bars to go out to. So <laughs> yeah, good point. Most of these cities. So, well, there you have it. The uh, final four over March Madness is over. We're April 5th on our way. Baseball season. We'll have NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs coming up in a matter of, uh, I don't know, weeks. About a month. Month, yeah. Early May, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's watch the Yanks get fat off the Orioles this week. Enjoy that. We'll be back here on Sunday Poor. Later on in the week at our regularly scheduled time. Thank you as always for listening. Congratulations to the Baylor Bears. And anything you want to say before we head out? No, that's it. Another uh, college basketball season in the book. Baylor Bears, 2021 uh, champs. Um, that's it from Sunday Poor. We'll see you later on in the week. See you later. Did they just play one shining moment, or was that just me? No, I did. I I paused it. I saw they started it, so I. Uh, That's early. They usually milk the post game show for everything it's worth. Unless we've just been recording a while. I don't think so. That was it. It is pretty quick, but I mean, they interviewed. Yeah, well, I guess the ceremonies probably aren't as much as usual. But I mean, they interviewed the coaches. I mean, Mark Few was up there. They probably do a lot more though. Um, when it's not everything going on. They they probably toned it back a little more than usual. They showed highlights yeah. of the game already. So, I mean, there was, a, there was a lot going on, but you're right. Well, no, it's almost midnight. I remember, well, yeah, it's, I remember being up past midnight watching it before. Yeah. So I just remember in years past, like, waiting forever for them to play it. Oh, it always feels like forever. That's why you got to do a show. All right. I can't wait to watch it. Just the past time. Yeah, I'm going to go watch it right now, and I'll get this this up, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, my man. All right. Later. That's it.